My birthday is this month, and I am not a beautiful sleeper. I... <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> I'm wondering where you're going with this. No, it's just, you're talking about Beauty and the Beast, but really all I was going to say was, it's my birthday this month. <laughs> but then you kind of wanted to tie it, and it was a stretch. It was Speaking of birthdays, guys, tomorrow is the this is our anniversary episode i know i know oh, it I know. is i thought about that yeah. in the show i didn't know that tomorrow's the anniversary of when we i first posted uh, when i posted episode zero hey that's super cool mm-hmm. yeah Aww. oh man it's also friday Guys, the 13th we... oh yeah so hey no i still like it that's still cool <laughs> yeah um, thank you for going on this for making this dream happen for me guys mm-hmm. Aww. yeah hashtag killing versus fam <laughs> that's... is that really on a coaster yes wow and not a not a coaster <laughs> a cozy cozy so. cozy 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 i got my yeah. adultism i know i love it those are my favorite kinds of glasses my classy my classy glass yeah my beer's already gone because is that rum and root like beer? this full <laughs> it is it's it's rum and rum and root beer because it's like 80 20 okay because <laughs> i have no poor control this will be a good episode <laughs> <laughs> Remember that one time when Tori got great. sloshed during the middle of the episode? <laughs> this is the I'm best excited. episodes. <laughs> Guys, this is the one. Yes, this is going to be great. <laughs> there was going to be one. We teased it at the very beginning that we would start drinking. One year in, we're going to start drinking during the episode. Yes. <laughs> we finally hit that milestone. We can just start doing it now. <laughs> <laughs> For the first time... Well, I'm pretty sure I've done this before. I'm going to recommend a Disney podcast that isn't us. Oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> we were there for you. We, yeah. Heather and I were both. We left it. You yes. just left it there. Uh, you know better. Dudes Love Disney. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a podcast mm-hmm. where it's dudes who love Disney talk about... Uh, oh, they, you They started talking about, about the Renaissance. Are they cool or are they weird? Yes. Are they like dude bros or are they like They're weird. Nerd dude bros like They're weird. They're okay. just like nerd fanatics. So listen to the their uh Like do we want to do a collaboration is... or do we not want to do a collaboration? Oh, I'm not suggesting that. I'm just, you know, giving them a, a, <laughs> a shout out slash plug because I listened to what was it their episode on uh, Beauty and the Beast. The animated or? They did a hybrid episode. They talked oh, about cool. the animated one and, and talked about the, the new one, the live action one at the same time. And yeah. I was crying mm. laughing on the way to work. Ooh. Oh, good. Okay. That sounds it good. Was great. Okay. Some of their other ones, though, like they, they talk shit about Hunchback, and I, I had to stop listening for like a week. It took me a while so to finish mad. that episode. I was so mad. That would be a whole new kind of disney versus (laughs) disney versus versus other podcasts Mm -hmm. we just take them on (laughs) disney dude bros oh snap (laughs) (laughs) can't wait for that crossover yo stay tuned
welcome to Disney Versus, where we don't underestimate the importance of body language. (laughs) (laughs) All the body language. This is the podcast where we have animated discussions about animated movies. I'm Tori. I'm Grace. I'm Heather. If you're new to the show, welcome. What we do on this podcast is we've taken 64 Disney and Pixar movies. We rank them in a March Madness style bracket. And we talk about them, debate them, argue about them, talk shit about them, and eliminate them until we have a true winner. Speaking of Ursula, remember last year how Target had the tentacles? The tentacle, like, um, tutu? Do you know what I'm talking about? I think I remember seeing that. I'm pretty sure I sent you a selfie of it because I wanted it so bad. It was meant for kids, but I'm a small person. And I'm, I missed my... I missed my opportunity, and I haven't seen it this year at Target, but I was so, I was committed. I was like, if I see it, I'm going to get it, because I was fucking genius. <laughs> <laughs> Worth Alas, it. no. You had to paint yourself purple. Just my top half. I feel like it's cold enough now that I can get away with black tights and tentacles mm. and a black top and some purple yeah. like, upper makeup and True be that. good. I'm down for that. True that. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what I'm going to do for Halloween, by the way. I don't I don't think I'm going to do anything. I work. Yeah, me too. I got a wrong. I'm going to go to work in a mask. (laughs) Right. And that's it. (laughs) A mask Mm -hmm. or a wig. Mm. A wig. Looks good. Make it blue or green. A wig. We talked about this in the cold open, but this is our 26th show. We've done this for an entire year. Woo! This is the 26th? This is the this is gonna be our twenty sixth episode. But it says episode twenty four. Including episode zero and episode thirteen point nine 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 nine. With a line over it. The live episode that we me and Heather did at what one in the morning after we saw Beauty Hot take. This is episode twenty six. And we that means we've averaged one every two weeks. So yeah. disregard the last six months where we've done like five episodes. <laughs> How the hell did we do one episode a week during the first part of the bracket? That's insane. We weren't moving a lot and Heather mm-hmm. was in school and I didn't have a real job. Yeah. That's yep, crazy. Yep, yep. I watched so much Disney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what little news that I could find. I've been scouring news for the past two weeks and it's all Star Wars, Thor Ragnarok, other infinity war shenanigans and i'm so excited for infinity war Mm. so what little news i could find and this broke yesterday i think last night gigantic the uh disney movie that was supposed to come out in 2020 has been canceled oh oh yeah it was supposed to be the one after uh wreck it ralph and after frozen 2 yeah gigantic was supposed to be about a guy who befriends a 11 year old 60 foot tall female giant hmm. what yeah that's it's basically cool, <laughs> yeah it's basically a play on uh jack and the beanstalk yeah okay mm-hmm. yeah and it was supposed <laughs> to be uh the music was supposed to be done by Kristen and robert lopez who did the music for frozen and it was supposed to be directed by nathan greno and uh meg laferve last name is french so i probably just screwed it up sorry uh greno greno (laughs) sorry meg (laughs) 
Nathan, uh, sorry, Greno was the director for was one of the directors of Tangled, and Lafave was brought in to assist with directing, and she was one of the screenwriters for Inside Out. So I hmm. bet it would have been good, but yeah, it was canceled due to creative differences, which means it was going great, and then creatively it stalled. Yeah, good ideas weren't flying. In the interview, uh, the president of the Disney Animation Group, Ed Catmull, who was one of the founders of Pixar, I believe, yeah. said that uh, they've started working on, they have something in place to replace it that uh, will get announced soon, it, and that replacement is set for Thanksgiving 2020. I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll hear about it soon, seeing as they... At D23 this past summer, they announced everything from here to 20, from now to 2020. Yeah. I think even had some stuff for 2021. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we'll hear about something soon. I was looking, I was kind of looking forward to Gigantic though, because yeah. they have, they've had some good, some good hits with movies that are titled, that have titles that are adjectives. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, Brave and Frozen and Tangled. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a trend going on. Yes. And maybe, uh, the giant giantess i guess mm-hmm. she could have been the first giant princess that would have been that'd be good i like that that'd see. be cool Aww. she wouldn't fit in any of the shots yeah <laughs> that would have been funny all the princesses and then just her feet yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> that'd have been great for this week's matchups we have wally versus sleeping beauty and the little mermaid versus tarzan <clears throat> Jesus. we're starting with wally versus sleeping beauty so I rewatched all four of these movies. Overachiever. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I actually watched Tarzan or The Little Mermaid when we did them during the first round because, oh. you know, they're so well known. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is definitely my second <laughs> time watching Sleeping Beauty for this and my third time watching Wally, I think. Or no, second because we watched Wally with Q the first time. Oh, yeah. Because he had never seen it loser yeah <laughs> but now he's not a loser it's fine now he's just a nerd like us nerd now he's woke mm-hmm. like the people on the axiom after wally gets there yep references. they're like oh we're fat <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm gonna put this out there wally can i mean uh, i kind of i kind of don't even want to bother with a commentary for this one because Wally just kicks Sleeping Beauty's ass all over the place. You are not wrong. And I like, I actually do like Sleeping Beauty. I know you weren't a big fan of it. I didn't like it as a kid, but I liked it more as an adult. Mm-hmm. But as far as plot goes, Wally has social commentary and a beautiful love story with robots, but you're just as invested as if they were human. I'm still so impressed every time that the first 22 minutes of the movie doesn't have any human speech aside from mm-hmm. one song. Right? Yeah. Um, and, and the, and uh, the by and large. And the by and large ad. But there's no conversation. And and it, it it's mostly the love story. I'm, I'm always so impressed by how profound they convey that that storyline mm-hmm. sleeping beauty is um i do really love sleeping beauty from a classic disney 
perspective. I love Maleficent. I think she's a fantastic villain. I get chills every time the fairies are racing up before Sleeping Beauty pricks her finger on the spinning the spinning wheel. Yeah. The music is very old school classic. Um, so nice. Kind of leans on classical composition, but is original. I do like Sleeping Beauty and I like the songs and it's very classic. Is this considered Renaissance or before Renaissance? This is this is earlier. Sleeping Beauty is still in you know the early the early Disney. It's like days. Mm-hmm. Walt yeah. is still alive for Sleeping Beauty. So yeah, yeah. Um, this might be. No, I still like Cinderella more. And if I think about the old school princesses, and the the princess movies, like this is is up there. Um, but I think Sleeping Beauty. Or I think Cinderella still beats it. We're living in a word, world now where everything is viewed through the lens of feminism and racism and how do we change viewpoints mm-hmm. and stereotypes and Sleeping Beauty and definitely The Little Mermaid kind of are those old school ideals that are reinforcing gender norms of females and simpering right. roles. Yeah. And I like that Wally, like, Eve is the dominant in that relationship. Eve she is definitely the powerhouse. Yeah. Totally. yeah. And she's totally. a fucking badass. And, and like, I love that. But it's not, she doesn't have big tits. She doesn't have a tiny waist. She's a robot. She ha- There's no she has, sex appeal there. She has <laughs> no tits or waist at all. Come on, yeah. girls. <laughs> She has no feet. Come on. Yeah. She looks sleek and clean, and Wally likes it. Yeah. She looks like a I nice mean, iPod. Yeah. <laughs> but there's no, there's no sexualization of her female character, mm-hmm. um, and I I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, I like uh, I like that you said what you said about um, Sleeping Beauty and the the feminist role or the feminist stereotype. Yes, because in watching it, I realized that Sleeping Beauty isn't really a character in her own story. Mm-hmm. She's kind of a MacGuffin. And MacGuffin? What's that? For those who don't know what a MacGuffin is, a MacGuffin is an object or a thing that moves the plot along. Um, in Citizen Kane, Rosebud is a MacGuffin. The Tesseract oh! in The Avengers... The Ark of the Covenant and Indiana Jones. Those are MacGuffins that people are trying to get and it moves the plot along. Gotcha. Aurora isn't a character in Sleeping Beauty. She is the MacGuffin. She's the baby that gets moved at the beginning of the story because Maleficent puts a curse on her. Mm-hmm. She's the prin- She's the princess that Philip is trying to find. She's the person that Maleficent is still trying to find for 16 years. She's the the reason that the kingdom gets put to sleep the closest she gets to being a character is when they bring her back to the castle well actually when the fairies have to tell her who she is Mm -hmm. and when she's brought back to the castle that's the closest she gets other Mm -hmm. than that i think she has the least amount of like lines in the movie uh well the in the opening part her whole song with the prince 
And when she's uh, out in sure, the forest, like sure. that's the most probably screen, like solo screen time and really most of her speaking role. Yeah. After that, like once she gets back to yeah. the castle, she doesn't really say, I don't think she says anything for the rest of the movie. Mm. And it becomes about Philip and Philip fighting Maleficent and the fairies trying to help Philip beat Maleficent. That's what the movie becomes about. It's not really about Sleeping Beauty anymore because she's become the Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's become a prop, basically. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that they got a movie to stand on its own without her. Like, she's. Maleficent the movie? Well, Maleficent the movie, but like Sleeping Beauty is a fantastic movie, but she's hardly in it. Um, mm-hmm. It's about these how how these supporting characters are moving around her and and working and living their lives, trying to protect her. It's a better version of Sword in the Stone. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. I like just thought of that and I was like, it's perfect. No, that's good. <laughs> and I and I didn't like Sword in the Stone, and I think and this is from that same. Era. Sword in the Stone was later, mm-hmm. but from the yes. same design idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I I love the animation. I've talked about it before. Mm-hmm. I like the animation of Sleeping Beauty. Like the whole, the backgrounds are great. Uh-huh. And watching it again, seeing the backgrounds and how they have the characters move against the background, how they, you can tell they're two completely different things. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really good, nice to look at. And especially the forest scenes. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. And like Grace said, Maleficent's a great villain. But I'm I'm watching it again. I was kind of disappointed. I'm like, this is Sleeping Beauty, but I would really like to know more. But I would like to see more Sleeping Beauty. Mm-hmm. And I... it just left me with a it left me with a bunch of questions about like the story and things because I'm a. I'm from the school of CinemaSins, so I have a lot of questions about the story and the plot of things. I always wonder about the parents in Sleeping Beauty. Like, where the fuck are these moms? Like, where are the queens? (laughs) And then, Mm -hmm. how are the kings just getting drunk the whole time? I Mm. feel like they're drunk for the whole movie. Yeah. Especially for the end. They're definitely just drunk at the end. Yeah. My question is, and that's this is another hit on um, the feminist, the the gender roles of the fifties. The fairies, apart from you know her life being saved, you're not gonna die. This is what's gonna happen. I'm gonna use my gift to you. Mm-hmm. Why, they, number one, why did they only give her one gift? That's kind of you know messed up. <laughs> like just your fairies, give her more things. She's a princess. Yeah. <laughs> and, why why give her the gift of song and the gift of beauty in the grand scheme of things those right. are really the most useless gifts to give her mm-hmm. like yeah. look at look at Cinderella I mean I know Cinderella's traits aren't any better than gender norms of the 50s like Cinderella was good at all the things mm-hmm. and Snow White she could tell the dwarfs what to do like when she spoke, the dwarfs listened. I mean, it was yeah. partly because she was a princess and because she was pretty, but well, at least that still happened. Yeah, and she mm-hmm. like cleaned their house for them and shit. Yeah, I. But I mean, she has the least, you know, kind of assertiveness. Sleeping Beauty has the least assertive assertiveness in her story. It's oh kind yeah. Of disappointing. Mm-hmm. With Wally, something I noticed, something that I didn't get to talk about the first time we talked about this was Hello Dolly. 
which is the musical mm-hmm. that Wally is watching or isn't obsessed with. Uh, specifically the movie version, which I watched when I lived in Minnesota. Yep. It was it's it's really good. It's long. <laughs> it's way long. Mm. It's like two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. But it's it's very it's 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 about Wally. The one of the main characters, uh, Cornelius. He's a clerk. He he longs to leave his life in Yonkers, New York, and he goes to the city for a day outside of his life because he longs for something more, and mm-hmm. he falls in love in the city. Mm-hmm. Which is exactly what happens to Wally. Like he wants to leave. He wants something more, and he wants to fall in love. And that's exactly what happens. And I'm like, oh, hey, <laughs> I see what you did uh-huh. there. Yeah, with, with Hello that's Dolly sneaky. and Wally. <laughs> Hello Wally, as it was, as it were. <laughs> I always assumed there was a parallel between Hello Dolly and Wally, but I'd never actually seen it. But hmm. yeah. good on you for the research. Yeah. Yeah. That's it cool. was on Netflix. I don't know if it still is. I don't think it is. Hmm. But if you ever get the chance, just sit down and watch it. Good music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like you said, Wally is a great commentary on you know apocalyptic scenarios, human waste. Wally stands for Waste Allocated Loader and Lifter Earth Class. Mm-hmm. That's what the E stands <laughs> for. So it's human waste, energy consumption, uh, human laziness, and consumerism. And something I thought that was cool when they zoom in towards the begin at the beginning of the movie, they go past uh, windmills and nuclear mm-hmm. power plants. So mm-hmm. it's like, hey, these things are the these things are popular now, but we gotta find something else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> these these things aren't gonna last forever. And then the last thing I have is the word axiom, which is okay. the name of the ship. Uh huh. I looked it up. I thought it was. I was like, "What does axiom mean?" I looked it up. An axiom is a statement accepted as true, as the basis for an argument. Huh. And it's kind of. It made me think of the people on the ship. Yeah. Because they kind of outside of the screens and the chairs that they have, they really have no, no basis of anything else that goes. They have on no in truth the outside of yeah. Yeah. Yes, they have no truth outside of their screens. Mm-hmm. And two more instances of that is when the robots go rogue yeah the sentry bots just take a picture of it all and say these robots are bad be careful stay away from them when nobody else knows the real story mm-hmm. nobody else gets mm-hmm. any other kind of information and something that's really funny is the uh, the babies when they're being mm-hmm. taught yeah. their ABCs, mm-hmm. they're told uh, they're taught A is for axiom, which is your home. B is for by and large, which oh my god, very best they friend, about, yeah, yeah very best friend. And I'm like, oh my gosh, all oh, the, yeah. the brainwashing. Yeah. So it's it's kind of it's kind of apt that they live on the axiom and they're kind of they're they're unwoke as yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We like to use on this podcast. Yes, they're not. They ain't woke. So. <laughs> what about those awards and shenanigans? So the awards for Wally, I was doing uh, awards research, and I think Wally might be Oscars wise the most decorated animated Disney movie, Disney, Disney movie or Pixar. I could see because, that it was a huge hit when it came out, so I can totally yeah. see that. Wally only won one award, but it was nominated for six. Yeah. 
It won Best Animated Picture. Or sorry, yeah, Best Animated Feature. It was nominated for Sound Editing, which it lost to The Dark Knight. Oh, Mm. yeah. Sound Mixing, Best Original Score, Best Original Song, which it lost to Slumdog Millionaire. Ah, And it was nominated for Best Original Screenplay, which it lost to Milk. Hmm. So that's, that's six awards that, I mean, I've been, since we've been doing awards research, I haven't seen any movie get nominated for more than three Oscars. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. So, Wally was special come awards season. Mm-hmm. But as far as uh, the Annies go, it didn't win any Annies, but it was nominated for Best Animated Feature, and anim- Best Animated Effects, Character Animation, Directing, Production Design, Storyboarding, Voiceover Work for Ben Burt, who was Wally. At the Golden Globes, it won Best Animated Feature and Best Original Song for Down to Earth. Hmm. Who won the Annie the, for Best Picture? Kung Fu Panda won that year. What? Yep. Kung Are Fu you Panda fucking won. fucking kidding? Kung mm-hmm. Fu Panda won 10 awards that year and was nominated for 16. That's crazy. I mean, if yeah. Suicide Squad can win something, anything else can win anything. <laughs> We don't talk about Suicide Squad on this podcast. <laughs> Heather, get that out. trash movie. Oh, God. That trash movie. Yeah. But uh, before we move on to Sleeping Beauty's awards, which Sleeping Beauty was only nominated for best score at the Oscars. So there are so her awards, that. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mentioned that Ben Burt was nominated for uh, voice acting at the Annie's as Wally. Ben Burt was the sound uh, mixer and the sound editor for the entire movie. Whoa, so he was wow. the one that like who got the special recognition when it was nominated for sound editing and sound mixing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ben Burt's credits. Every Star Wars movie, all seven of them, like the episode episodes Whoa. one through seven, he did the sound mixing for that. Mm-hmm. E.T., Star Trek 2009... Star Trek Into Darkness, he was uncredited on Up, Howard the Duck, and every Indiana Jones movie. Holy crap. So, yeah. He's kind of a big deal. Uh, Just Mm -hmm. a little little bit. Just a little bit. Any funny moments from this, Grace, from either movie that you want to highlight? Um, I'm trying to think about all I can think about now is like the moments where I almost cry in Wally, <laughs> and like I feel crushed. like, yeah, when he gets Ugh. when he's about to be ejected into space and he's in the garbage dump, that's what's coming to mind. Like, mm-hmm. I think I get I get seriously tense, even though I know how it ends. Mm-hmm. I get very tense <laughs> and might tear up in that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, in editing in editing mm-hmm, the. Uh, mm-hmm. Aladdin commentary I realized that Aladdin almost gets killed three times like mm-hmm. he he almost gets murdered three times Wally also almost gets destroyed three times I was like Aww. whoa connection Wally Wally's about that hard life yeah I I don't know that there are any like super I'm trying to think of funny lines in Wally the only ones that I'm thinking of are uh any scenes with Mo. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> who who was Ma. also voiced by Ben Burt. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. 
like when he's um, cleaning up Wally and he's like cleaning up and Wally like sticks his foot in his face and he just freaks out. Yeah. <laughs> I love my that moment. my car's name is Mo. Aww. Nice. Mm. Yeah. Moki. Up oh, now um, I gotta find you like a sticker or a magnet or something of Mo. Oh, I gotta find you like a, a uh... Oh man, do you think they make uh pop figures of Wally? Probably. Maybe. That'd be dope. I'm gonna find one. Um, I do like I mean, we've talked about references. Wally is full, yes. chock full of ref- references, but I do still love the 2001 A Space Odyssey reference mm-hmm. with the autopilot. Um, auto. I'm trying to think what else. I love the whole sequence with the rogue robots. It, mm-hmm. it makes me laugh every time. The massage chair is my favorite. The one that Tori thought yeah. was a chain had chainsaw hands. He still has chainsaw hands. <laughs> Just the found the sound effect they use is chainsaws. It is, yeah. When he goes berserk, yeah, he just that's that's probably what threw everyone. me off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, one more thing that I'd be remiss if I didn't mention. Uh, Grace mentioned that she loves the first twenty-two minutes of uh, of Wally. The camera angles that they use is almost like a documentary, and it's amazing. I had to mention it because I'm gonna be talking about camera angles a lot in this episode. Any any funny moments from Sleeping Beauty while we're being completely unbiased? Totally. Um, <laughs> pink, blue, pink, blue. <laughs> That's just that. <laughs> I do like the cake, how she's kneading like whole eggs with their shells in yes. terms of... <laughs> yeah, like that whole just like cooking scene in general just... is just so good. Oh. <laughs> That's me. Uh... That's me. <laughs> One that I think of That's is, uh, why doesn't your daughter like my son? When the uh-huh. kings are talking, yeah. And then Philip's uh, Philip's explanation, Father, it's the 16th century now. Come on. <laughs> yes. Bruh. Dad, get with the times. <laughs> yeah, I think Jeez. that's what he says. <laughs> yeah. So, Grace, what's your pick? <laughs> uh, Wally. Wally is my pick for this because of superiority. <laughs> Just. The fact that Wally's a character. Because it's better. Yeah. <laughs> no, because I, I really I really do like Sleeping Beauty, but Wally has a better plot line. And Sleeping Beauty has a disadvantage because part of what makes Wally so great is that it's so modern, is that it, it does um, break those gender norms. Um, and Sleeping Beauty is the opposite of that. But it was also made in 1959, so I guess we can't blame it too much um but we can credit wally for that mm-hmm. for being more progressive wally has a beautiful love story sleeping beauty has a manufactured love story i feel like i Very mean they one-sided. are yeah, <laughs> yeah. they are um... i'm gonna stop you wally's romance is modern sleeping beauties is more fairy tale where they fall in love because that's what you're supposed to do in a fairy tale. There's yeah. no real reason it's, while oh, the, she's, why the two she has a beautiful be voice. Love. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Except for him saving her and stuff. But no, Wally but. is absolutely enamored with every with Eve's existence. Um, yeah. Just everything mm-hmm. she does, he is completely captivated. And Eve finds him very charming and romantic and and dopey and she finds that endearing. Eve comes around to him. Yeah. Yeah. She She's not about it at first. She's all business. Mm-hmm. Eve is Eve is Lisa. Like. 
Eve is yes. Lisa and mm. Wally is Millhouse. <laughs> That's what it is. Oh my god. That's Simpsons reference. If you can't tell that Tori watches a lot of Simpsons. Oh man, <laughs> I got Simpsons references for days. But only days. So yeah, <laughs> Wally's Wally's my pick. It's got the better plot line, it's got the better love story, it's got huge leaps and bounds in sound editing. Yeah. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm going to agree. Wally's themes are uh, plentiful. Mm-hmm. And we could pick any one of them and just go on and on about how like what it's comp it's what the commentary is. I mean, we could start with you know, the obvious one with taking care of the planet and in light of, you know, all these hurricanes that are going on in the world and all these natural disasters. It's like, yo, we got to take care of the planet. Mm -hmm. It's not a PSA. Mm -hmm. It's just, I'm talking about the movie. But uh, Pixar was like, yeah, this is, they were onto something when they were talking about this. And, you know, you could pick anything in in the movie, like by and large, the corporate the corporate face that is by and large um, mm-hmm. being a stooge to, you know, technology and your screens and everything. There are, you know, layers and layers of themes in this movie. Mm-hmm. And it makes, it makes Wally so infinitely rewatchable. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. fact that Wally is such a, an adorable character, whereas Sleeping Beauty isn't much of a character in her own movie. Yeah. I gotta go with Wally. Yeah. All right. Heather, any comments? Yeah, I mean, my pick would have been Wally if y'all had tried to do another tiebreaker like the entire last episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, just because Sleeping Beauty is a you know it's a beautiful classic and stuff like that, but Wally just tops it with story like with the way they tell the story with the music that they, well I'm not even gonna say like with the music because Sleeping Beauty's music is also great. But, like, you know, technology and stuff now makes everything sound much fuller and, like, way more dense. You know? That and they're yeah. in space and it's gorgeous. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Think about Wally. the music. I don't like Sleeping Beauty. I like Sleeping Beauty's music. I just don't like Sleeping Beauty's recording of the music. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a movie that could stand to be remastered. I mean, I think they did remaster it when they re-released all those uh, Legacy Collection CDs a I'm couple sure. years ago. Mm-hmm. But... I don't think I have Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. All cool. Right. So our next matchup is The Little Mermaid versus Tarzan. Previously on this podcast, I said I was going to be fair, <laughs> impartial, and as unbiased as possible. I reminded him I heard this episode and I sent him a snap and I was like, remember you said this, okay? <laughs> like, I'm just going to go ahead. Here's a recording. <laughs> I'm just going to I'm just going to go ahead and walk back all of that because screw this movie. I also said that the Little Mermaid is my third least favorite of the Renaissance right before Hercules and uh, Oh my god, I can't I can't under. even I can't Hercules is now <laughs> I will watch Hercules. Hercules is now better than The Little Mermaid in my book. Well, at least we've made progress. this movie. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) And Hercules has made progress, not even because of Hercules. It's more because of Tarzan, which we're going to get into. What? Wait, it's because of Tarzan or it's because of The Little Mermaid? Because of Tarzan. 
I'm very How did Hercules make... Yeah, what? Because uh, Tarzan and Hercules kind of had the same motivation. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So in a positive and... light versus like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Versus like, fuck Little Mermaid, so therefore Hercules Wait, is Wait, you mean like yeah. my whole argument for Hercules made an impact on you? No, no. Me watching <laughs> Tarzan again made an impact on me because of Hercules. What a man. <laughs> Just... I still believe that Hercules has no character Greece. development. So That's all his whole fucking movie is about. <laughs> is character development. Hey, hey, Eight o'clock. Hey, Hercules Hercules <laughs> got through. Hercules got through, oh so we're not starting oh that again. God, until we have to talk about Hercules. Put, yeah, again. put a pin in that for next for next week. Put a pin in it. <laughs> so which do you want me to talk about first? Why why Little Mermaid is garbage or why Tarzan and Hercules are kind of the same? Hang on, okay. So should, should Grace I gotta talk first both. before you have your hot takes? Or should you have your hot takes and then Grace at the end can be like, but they're really good. <laughs> I want to get like... I'm going to keep... I'm, I'm just going to just lay back and I'm, he's on a roll. I'm going to let him go. Okay. Let's just, let's just All go right. with it. Let's go. Okay, I got a lot of I got a lot of fucking notes for for uh, well actually I don't have a lot of notes for uh, Little Mermaid. I just have a lot of questions. First of all, uh, well no my my biggest point with Little Mermaid is that Ariel doesn't learn a thing. All of this stuff happens. She's you know a self entitled Ariel's a dumb hoe. little princess. <laughs> yes. And, you know, all this stuff happens. The The kingdom could have got destroyed. Eric could have been killed. Her father could have been in prison forever. And it doesn't matter because, you know, in the end, she, you know, gets her prince and she doesn't learn a lesson. They don't even set up that Ariel could learn a lesson. And it's, it's, this movie is horrible for little girls because it's like the lesson, the thing that you should take away from this is don't be yourself change everything and you'll end up with your prince you've got your looks your pretty face face. the only redeeming things about this movie the only things i like about this movie are the songs is catchy as hell um i really enjoy a few of the songs and also this has one of the best villains why are there so many female villains I guess there are... There aren't many. I guess there aren't many. They're just all badass. It's mm-hmm. actually pretty even. Because mm. you have the Queen of Hearts, Ursula, Mother Gothel, Maleficent. But then you uh, also have Scar and Jafar and... Yeah. Okay. So it's pretty two to one. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. And the question I have for you, is Ariel a noble character? Because here are her choices. Does she leave a father and a family that loves her but doesn't understand her infatuation with humans? Or does she go off with the super incredibly handsome Tom Cruise looking motherfucker that she just met? Okay. Or but Danny, I love him. Let's take this and flip it on its head. Do you shame her father at all for not supporting her and her interests. She is very obviously obsessed with this other world. It's a passion of hers. She's collecting all of this stuff and it's very interesting. Do you take any of the credit away for that? I mean, like, hmm. 
granted her her father's pr- trying to protect her everything is in the name of protecting her mm-hmm. but is he too protective i i agree that uh mm-hmm. triton probably could have been a little less heavy-handed he, he didn't have to fuck up the grotto he didn't have to break everything yeah but looking at triton the same way i look at uh pocahontas's father mm-hmm. and uh, moana's father i feel like they have well pocahontas's father uh powhatan doesn't have any prior knowledge Chief Tui has a lot of prior knowledge about why Moana shouldn't go in the ocean. Yeah. And I feel like Triton is the same way. Is he's he's seen what humans can do. He has yeah. that bias. He has that I'll say he has that prejudice against humans because he's seen what they can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He could have been he could have been less heavy handed, but I feel like he he has the knowledge that Ariel doesn't. Ariel's naive. She's young. She's 16. She's not a child. But she doesn't have the experiences that Triton has. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She left her family and everything, and if we go with the sequel, she doesn't see them very often. Right. And I feel like Ariel kind of has the romantic range of Ted Mosby. <laughs> see, she sees uh, Eric once. And is immediately in love with him. And, he, and she wants to get him a blue friend. Give Ted Mosby more credit. <laughs> I mean, watch the first episode of How I Met Your Mother. It's exactly <laughs> The Little Mermaid. In 24 minutes. Exactly. It's ex- I mean, S- S- Sebastian might as well be Barney Stinson. <laughs> Sebastian's Barney Stinson. Scuttle is Lily. And Flounder is Marshall. Boom. No, because Sebastian isn't an enabler. How I Met Your Little Mermaid. <laughs> Sebastian isn't an enabler. So he's Barney. Barney's the enabler, though. Unless they want to, like, get married, then he's not. So True. that could... Which, which that Sebastian would be, was that so would not Sebastian. for. Yeah. So in that, in that sense, that's how they're alike. Because it's like, don't get married! Mm-hmm. Okay, so Tarzan... Tarzan is great. Tarzan is the best. Whereas Tarzan is not the best. Totally Let us be very clear. Tarzan is not the best. I'm talking about Tarzan like the movie as a whole. It's the best. It's not though. Let's not. Where, whereas guys, whereas let me be very clear. Has... Tarzan is not going to win the Disney versus podcast. Continue. <laughs> Top eight. Top eight. Mm. <laughs> Top eight. Disagree. Calling it now. Hard pass. Ariel doesn't have any kind of character development. Tarzan is super complex as a character. Yes. Okay. Um, Tarzan has a much more interesting backstory. Ariel is a tragic princess who didn't get her way. Tarzan's parents die but then she does get her way i know but she's upset at first because she's not getting away tarzan is an orphan baby and is brought up by apes and has to work through not being human and not being an ape at the same time so he's already a more dynamic character i don't think tarzan knows what he is yeah he knows he knows that he's different he wants to. He knows that he's different. He doesn't know what he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I. Oh, it's interesting. So Tarzan. Tarzan's music. Phil Collins. God <clears throat> gave it to him. And I think that's the only redeeming quality Ariel has to me is that it has 
Ariel has, or The Little Mermaid has a fantastic villain and it has a few catchy songs. Tarzan has probably more catchy songs, mm-hmm. or at least as many. The villain isn't nearly as good, but the plot, the characters, the hero, the motivations are all more noble and overall better. Mm-hmm. As far as side characters goes, both of these have very dynamic and defined sidekicks. Um, mm-hmm. So in Ariel, we've got Guppy, Flounder, not Guppy. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> I think she insults him by calling him a Guppy. A Guppy. Yeah. Um, you got Flounder. You got Basically Sebastian. Calling him a baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's want to talk. In Tarzan, you've got Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have Turk. It's basically Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and who's the elephant? What's the elephant's name? Tantor. Tantor. Mm-hmm. Tantor is like a low key sidekick. He's like he's the germaphobe sidekick. He's the one that's like scared yeah. of everything. Yeah. And I feel so like he's the he's the really so he's, cautious. So one. he's flounder. Kind of. Yeah. As as far as sidekicks go, I feel like the Little Mermaid sidekicks might win because Sebastian is a conductor. Although Rosie O'Donnell did have the whole Trash in the Camp song. Yeah. But then Sebastian has kissed the girl. Oh, yeah. Which is Sebastian, admittedly a, one of the best Admittedly, songs. that song's whoa, a little rapey. Whoa. Just saying. It's a little what? Rapey? It's a little rapey. Oh, it totally is. It's a is. little rapey. Let's talk about Kiss the Girl for a second. During that entire song, it it begs the question, if Sebastian can organize all the people that live in that lagoon lake thingy, why can't Triton organize creatures that live on the sea and the land to find his daughter? He has a huge blind spot for that, and he would have found Ariel within a day. That's a good... Like, he uses... Maybe Sebastian just turtles. has better leadership skills. I guess. Because <laughs> Sebastian uses turtles and other fish that live in that lagoon. Triton's the king of the seven seas. He's, ba- he's Poseidon. He can't He can't use turtles? I'm pretty sure turtles are fair game. They're sea turtles. We know this from Nemo. Exactly. <laughs> no, I think, honestly, if anything, he, like... His only argument for his side is he's a distraught father trying to rein in his youngest daughter. And that's the only thing I can think of. But at the same yeah. time, but- I feel like eat like my mom, my mom would use like all resources like that she can get her hands on to be able to find me or my sister or anybody else in the family. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like maybe, but at the same time. But also King it's Triton- a movie. It's also a movie. Yeah. yeah. It's also Disney. Disney magic. I'm just... Just being critical for the sake of being critical. <laughs> King Triton. they just jazz hands. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, she just SpongeBob Rainbow. Yeah. She just well, SpongeBob Rainbow. I did both, honestly. My fingers were moving while I did it, so it's like a really cool looking rainbow in my head. Like it's all wavy and shit. It's pretty nice. For for all our listeners that can't see what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think I think with Sebastian alone, uh, Ariel wins the side character battle because mm-hmm. her sidekicks are more important than I feel like Tarzan could have done without Tantor and Turk because they don't really do much mm-hmm. now Jane 
Jane beats Philip all day or day. Oh yeah. She's hundred yeah. percent. But Ursula beats what's his face? Clayton. 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 Yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you, Heather. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad you you got that cue. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly what was going through my mind. The that one. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this is why we work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ursula beats Clayton hands down. And I don't know if this reinforces gender norms or counters them. I want to say it reinforces, but I like to believe that it, it counters them. But Ursula is a big woman and she's powerful. She's got these minions. She has control. She's batshit crazy. But she's also... I don't think she's crazy. She's very calculated. Yeah, well, uh, so, like, she she's crazy in the way that the she's end. obsessive. Yeah. But okay. not, like, she's there, and she's very smart and calculated, exactly. Mm-hmm. And there's something about her that is the epitome, in a way that, like, Maleficent has all these minions, but they're all morons. And she hasn't yeah. figured out how to get them to really work for her, and so yep. she rel- which is why she loses. Which, yep. So she relies mostly on herself. But Ursula has these minions, and they don't have all that much. They're really just her spies. But that's all she needs them to be. She's got all the power. Mm-hmm. She holds all the cards. And same with like Scar. Scar holds all the cards. He's got these minions. They're kind of a spies. They'll kind of herd people a little bit. Um, so they're a little more useful than the eels. But there's something I admire about her control. And it's also, it's, it's, it's scary. Like her, the way that she mm-hmm. manipulates Ariel is scary and realistic to me. Like, yeah, yeah it, it totally makes sense to me as a seven-year-old or a six-year-old or a five-year-old that I would give up my voice to be in love and gain legs so that I could go do this guy or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, marry, not do. <laughs> like, hormo- like, hormonal-driven, like, I, but I love him, daddy. Like, yeah, totally yeah, like, makes sense. I, yeah. I can see how, I think it just makes sense the way that she prays. And, and we see, based on her lair, that Ariel is not the first person that it, that Ursula's preyed on upon. Right. She's right. been at this for a she's while. She's been yeah. at this for a minute. She has a plan. Mm-hmm. She's going to take mm-hmm. over the freaking ocean. And so I think she's. I would love to see an Ursula movie. I would love to see kind of the backstory because you know that she had to come from royalty or come mm-hmm. from the court in some way to have the power that she has. I believe in the musical, the short lived Little Mermaid musical. Ursula is Ariel's actual aunt. Yeah, she's like oh. tri- she's Triton's um, sister. Triton's sister. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she's exiled. Okay. So she's she's used to that power. Something else that I'm just coming up with gripes for Little Mermaid. Ariel, she signs the contract giving away her voice, which means she can write. Yep. This is a skill so, that we yes. never see again. Yes. Also, okay. My biggest things with Little Mermaid is can he not tell the difference in hair color? Like, and we we talked about this before. The sun is in the sun is in 
The sun is in his face. The sun is in his face, but still, like vibrant red versus black. I don't know. Also, also magic. Also hypnosis. Hi- okay, there is a hypnosis thing. It's probably like the pencil lining for her hair. Like he couldn't see all the like fly the strayaways <laughs> of her red hair. It had to have been the pencil markings that keep her hair contained. That's probably what it was. Because. <laughs> I'm gonna go with magic because he got he got snake staffed. That's true. He does like, have those eyes like at one point. Yeah. yeah, like Jafar. He is straight up in a trance at the wedding. Yeah, but she will marry me. I am out of gripes about Little Mermaid. It is a borderline trash movie because <gasps> it's bad for girls. It is bad yeah. for girls. I want to say one thing really quick to follow up on what Grace was saying with um with a. Ursula. what's her name ursula and like how she's in how she's been doing this for a really long time and stuff like that i keep hitting my mic i'm really sorry she's manipulative in the sense that she put that she preys on desperation mm-hmm. so she gives examples um with a couple of mermaid or like her she does little like magic figurines or whatever um and like some of them are overweight or some of them things. are yeah some of them are overweight or some of them are lonely and so she and so she gives examples of of being helpful which is really just manipulating to get what she wants because she knows that they can never pay back what she's given them which mm-hmm. is why she has a garden of like really creepy looking like me things uh-huh. and it, like it's like we're really weird looking like seaweed so ariel being the hormonal 16 year old she is 16 i think right yeah um she's not a child anymore heather yeah well yeah no she's not a child anymore but she's like you know Daddy, I love him! Like I've been saying, like, I think that's like the third thing I've said, because that's like the quote <laughs> that I remember from Little Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> but she's just desperate for a man, man. And it's like, girl, stop being so thirsty, you live in the ocean. <laughs> anyway. I know it's salt water, but come on. <laughs> like you said, Ariel's motivation is to get the D. That is her motivation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said I'd be talking about... Uh, camera angles in this episode a lot and re-watching Tarzan I realized that if any movie from the Renaissance needs to be converted to 3D it's Tarzan because there's camera movements in this that don't really exist in other uh, Renaissance movies maybe maybe Aladdin Aladdin's the only other one I can think of mm-hmm. At the beginning, when Kala is fighting Sabor, the camera moves in a way that looks like it's a tracking shot and not just uh-huh. not just cuts, yeah, mm-hmm. not just cuts in an animated movie. When Kala's holding Tarzan for the first time during "You'll Be in My Heart," that's mm. another one. Tarzan swinging at the end of "Son of Man." Yeah. Tarzan fighting killing Sabor mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. later on the baboon chase there are just camera movements that don't exist in other 2d movies from this era mm-hmm. another thing there's a rain scene mm-hmm. and it's in the jungle so you could do so much with 3d mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. and I know it's not gonna happen so I feel like it's a missed opportunity that they haven't that they didn't convert Tarzan to 3D like they did with The Lion King and Beauty and the Beast. And I know it's because Tarzan wasn't as popular as those movies, but a more creative mind, I feel like, could have seen, hey, we should try this. Because 3D adds depth. And with them using deep canvas for the jungle, Mm -hmm. 
you could have done so much with a with a 3d conversion in this mm-hmm. yeah and there's already so much depth with like the different shades of green and stuff like that that they already yeah. use and stuff like they already yes. try to add so much depth so like the 3d could like make it just feel like you're there man. i have to like, imagine that'll happen great. at some point i don't think there's any mm-hmm. other movie that lends itself so much to that I because i remember so. maybe notre dame uh, maybe oh well maybe because it has a lot of kind of panorama aerial stuff Mm -hmm. Mm. but i remember thinking you know i'm not a fan of seeing things in 3d to begin with i remember we went to see lion king in 3d and i was kind of like i was kind of okay with it like okay this is cool and then the rain scene happened and Mm -hmm. the way that the rain came through 3d we're past the point in 3d technology where we're doing jump scares and kind of those like reach out and touch you Mm -hmm. um gimmicky 3d moves but there's Mm -hmm. some things and i think where we're starting to see it really make breakthroughs is in landscapes um Mm -hmm. so like in not dinosaur but the other dinosaur movie jurassic world no the animated one, the good dinosaur. Oh, the good dinosaur. Okay. The good dino- like... dinosaur. How <laughs> in that like that there were yeah. there were points. Not the bad dinosaur, but the good dinosaur. <laughs> Yikes! There were points in the movie where like I genuinely on my laptop. To be fair, if you took the animated dinosaurs out of the picture, I couldn't tell if the landscape was animated or if it was photographed. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure on a bigger TV I would have been able to tell, but we're getting to that point where 3D 3D technology is creating that vivid landscape where we feel like we're there, and that's where it's going to be more impactful than kind of reaching out and throwing something at your face and scaring you in that way. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Tarzan has all of those elements to be remastered in the way that Lion King does, and I didn't expect that from Lion King, but Tarzan has those really lush forest scenes and and the way water moves i think we've come so far in how water is animated that oh yeah that would be very cool to see in in a 3d remastering Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i totally agree so let's move on to uh talked about tarzan versus hercules and their motivations well, let's just let's just talk about Tarzan. Tarzan's <laughs> motivation throughout this entire movie is fitting in and finding his place. Let's start with young Tarzan. He he's looking for Kerchak's approval mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Wants a father figure. Wants to fit in. Yeah, and even when uh, when talking to Kala, he realizes that he just because Kerchak constantly says that he's not his son. And Tarzan says, Kerjak says, I, I don't fit in and I don't belong here. Even with Turk and Turk's friends, he says, Turk said I can come if I can keep up. Uh-huh. And Turk says, mm-hmm. no, you're different. You're not like us. And he's like, well, I want to fit in. What do I got to do? He's he's constantly, you know, trying to be a people pleaser, trying to fit in. Yeah. And then even when the humans show up, when Jane and Clayton and Professor Porter show up, he mm-hmm. wants to fit in with them because he looks like them. Right. Why did you tell me there were people so, like me? And and he wants to fit into the jungle as a whole because Heather and I have talked about this. His, his a, a clever thing that he does throughout the entire movie 
is him imitating things. Mm. That's how he learns. Yes, that's how he learns. That's how he fits in. I read the book Tarzan uh, of the Apes. Tarzan's The Yell, it's Tarzan imitating the call of a bull gorilla. Oh. Mm-hmm. So it his whole his whole mo is him trying to fit in whether it's with gorillas, or every animal in the jungle, or with humans. And yeah. I feel like that that makes Tarzan so he's he's such a complex character. And all and at the end he realizes it doesn't matter who he is as long as he has you know his family and everything mm-hmm. because he goes off with the people that look like him. And then, you know, he comes back and he's and he tells Kerchak that he came home, even though, you know, he belongs with technically he belongs with Jane and Professor Porter. Right. Oh, and I like how uh, right after Tarzan kills Sabor and he kind of presents him to Kerchak, mm-hmm. Kerchak has this look on his face that it's like he's he's kind of, you know, fathoming what Tarzan is. You can see it. He's about to say that I'm proud of you. Uh-huh. And then they hear the gunshot. Yeah. And it kind of shatters the entire... The It ruins the whole moment. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the movie... Yeah. It throws off Kerchak's, you know, fatherhood groove. <laughs> and then at the end of the movie, when uh, Tarzan saves everybody, they finish the moment. And then Tarzan yeah. becomes, you know, the leader of the clan. Mm-hmm. And it's so beautiful. Uh, that's that's something that I was like, that's something that I that caught my attention because I'm like, uh, this is the part where Kerchak says something says good about like, Tarzan, yep. and then he and dies. Then it doesn't come, uh. and it kind of draws a lot of parallels to the Lion King because uh, after the elephants almost trample, you know, the babies and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kerchak kind of scolds, tar- scolds Tarzan. Mm-hmm. Tarzan goes off, and Kala has to reassure him in the same way that Mufasa scolds Simba after the uh, the hyena incident. Yeah, and then reassures him that even though I'm in your face, I'm brave because I have to be. Yeah, and yeah. All this other stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of things that there are a lot of other uh, parallels Lion there. King parallels. Yeah. yeah. Like Mufasa's the only male leader of of the pride, mm-hmm. and Kerchak's the only male leader of the gorilla tribe. Yeah, yeah. I think the only like other guy apes that we see are um, Turk's friends. Yeah, yeah. So they're probably related. Ooh. If you think about gorilla genetics, which we're not going to get into <laughs> in this episode, because we don't know that much about gorillas. <laughs> Let's be real. Tonight. <laughs> Stay tuned to Disney Versus for more gorilla genealogy. Right. Because <laughs> that's what the, that's what gets the people in this. That's what gets the people to listen. Stay right. tuned for uh, biology talk. <laughs> the anatomy of Disney the, versus the biology. <laughs> okay. Awards. So Little Mermaid was around in the time when Annie Awards weren't big, so it was there wasn't any award information for the Annies. But for the Golden Globes, it was nominated for Best Film, Musical, or Comedy, and it won Best Original Score and Best Original Song for Under the Sea. And Kiss the Girl was also nominated for Best Original Score. Mm -hmm. At the Oscars, it won Best Original Score, 
and Under the Sea and Kiss the Girl were both nominated, but Under the Sea won. For Tarzan, at the Annie's, it was nominated for Best Animated Film, Animated Effects, Character Animation, Directing, Music, Production Design, Storyboarding, Best Voice Act, Voiceover Acting for Minnie Driver as Jane Porter, and for writing hmm. and then at the golden globes and at the oscars it won best original song for you'll be in my heart yep. which is really the mm-hmm. well i was gonna say it's the it's the theme of the film but really two worlds is the theme of the film mm-hmm. i like the musical version of two worlds oh yeah a lot hmm. more than the one in the movie yeah it's like an extra verse interesting okay. yeah. i have to look it up are there any quotes or funny moments from <clears throat> either of these that you want to talk about? There are loads. It's <laughs> a piranha. Right? Is it piranhas? Piranhas in the lake or whatever? Piranhas in the water. Yeah. There, there are, are no piranhas. No piranhas <gasps> in Africa. Don't tell her that. <laughs> I like when they were in, uh, when they walk into the camp and Tantor freaks out about everything. Yeah. You get that cameo from Mrs. Potts and yep. Chip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Turk says, don't freak out. They aren't alive. Nah. Yeah. So subtle. <laughs> Come on. <Yeah. laughs> and I think my favorite. Uh... Oh, it's so poignant. Or it's so apt. At the beginning of Under the Sea, Sebastian says, the human world is a mess. He's right. He's, He's so, right. so not <laughs> wrong. Yeah. <laughs> he's oh my gosh oh wow take him to church sebastian take him to church yeah say a louder for the people in the back yep my goodness you guys got anything um nothing that really stands out i'm kind of looking through imd right now to double check um i do love that line from ursula you've got your looks your pretty face and don't forget the of, don't underestimate the importance yeah, the of importance body, of body language. language. Yeah. Like, just the way that she delivers that. It's so, like... She you got was, your looks. She your was pretty being face. literal. Um, yeah. But it's... It, it almost... It feels like an early dig at feminism. Um, or, like, for feminism. But yeah. it doesn't align with the rest of the movie, so I can't really give it credit for that. But, yeah, it's, it's like... This is... This is ludicrous, and this is how, I don't want to say modern men, but this is how women were perceived for a long, long time, and this is still something women are fighting against now, is you've got your looks, your pretty face, and don't forget body language. These are all things that impact how you're viewed, and that's still still something we fight today. That's still something we have to work against, whether it's conscious or not. So I do love that line, although it's not particularly funny, except for her delivery. Yeah. She's doing it also, um, I feel like it's all sarcastic. Yeah, it's, it's ironic. Very, it's it's, it's, it's yeah. all but sarcastic. Yeah. It's, it seems pretty, mo- like, in a very, like, mocking fashion yeah. kind of thing. Because she's, she's just over-exaggerating yeah. everything. And, like, when like even when she's talking about body language, she's walking away from the camera, but she's swinging her hips, like, hardcore so that everybody yeah, knows exactly. what she's doing. You know what I mean? So it's just like, 
Yeah, okay. You you fucking know what you're saying. You know what you're doing right now. I just read this <laughs> line on IMDb, and I'm not sure that I, like, I remember it happening, but I'm not sure that I've ever caught it. But Ursula says, come in, come in, my child. We mustn't lurk in doorways. It's rude. One might question your upbringing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, I think I wrote that down. That shit. Was so okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Dang. Ursula's calling her out. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Ursula is not confused about how fucked up this whole endeavor is, but mm-hmm. she's just manipulating mm-hmm. it and taking advantage of it. Yup. Mm-hmm. I am out of things. I am out of gripes. I think yep. we're good. Sorry, we shit all over Little Mermaid. Uh, I'm not I... sorry that I shit all over Little Mermaid. Sorry that we didn't really say many positive things about Little Mermaid for those that Please. do like that movie. Gosh. It is okay to like said movie. Okay, so, Tori, who do you think won this episode? Or won this? I think I won this episode. <laughs> uh, That's me being personal. I don't know. I win. I dropped Fatality, flawless victory. <laughs> easy, GG. All right. GG, okay. easy. <laughs> so, between. Victory. Perfect. The Little Mermaid and Tarzan. Uh, Tarzan. I believe that Tarzan has a much better. Uh, he has it has much better character. We focus today. This episode we focused a lot on like the main characters, and their character within the movie. I feel if we're doing just on that, I believe that Tarzan is a much better character than Ariel. He learns better lesson where it doesn't really matter what you look like. You know, the people that, as long as you fit in with the people that love you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going with Tarzan. Tarzan for president. Tarzan, uh, Black no. Tarzan I don't does, know about for president. No. But... Um, no. Tarzan does not get it for president. Tarzan will also, also not true. be in the top eight. Mark my words. Mark my words. <laughs> I love the dramatic effect. The dramatic effect. Marking Grace's <laughs> words. Not, it's not happening. Ursula wins everything, but Tarzan moves on. Yeah. That's how I feel about this. Is man, I Yo, really love Ursula. Speaking of she's, Ursula she's good, and watching so. this movie, I didn't realize until this viewing that you can see the end of the boat sticking out of the back of Ursula. Uh-huh. I thought it just like kind of stuck in her. And you didn't see the other end. I didn't realize that when the lightning flashes, you can see the end mm. of the boat. And I'm like, oh, lightning, that's dark. man. They're right. Yeah. That is really dark. Uh-huh. Dude, it's lightning. Lightning, like, reveals all because the only reason why you know that Clayton got hung was because uh-huh. of lightning. And you yeah. see his lightning. shadow on the tree. Bruh. Mm-hmm. Also dark. Yeah. Also very also dark. dark. Tarzan is a very dark hey. movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Also. When uh, another good camera trip, another good camera scene is when Tarzan's running, or no, when he's swinging through, when he's surfing on vines and taking off the suit. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Super cool. Mm -hmm. And then him running, like his the silhouette of him, the cut silhouettes of him running Mm -hmm. past uh, different, like all the animal groups that he's dealt with throughout the movie, like the baboons, the hippos, the rhinos, the elephants. He runs past all of them and Mm -hmm. they join him. Super. Because they know. They're like, oh, oh, it's going, it's going Alpha down, Alpha my man. It's going down. Alpha gorilla. Lord of the jungle. He needs us. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Tarzan moves on. Yes. Word. 
Grace, what you got for Drunken Disney? I think for Drunken Disney, we're going to do Wally. Anytime you notice a new song, anytime they say Wally or Eve or Eva, that counts as well. Mm-hmm. Anytime, anytime a robot acts out of character. Okay. Out Ma- of their job description. So, like, when the typing robot waves or when Eva starts breaking her rules or when Wally... With Wally, you're going to have to be a little more dramatic when all of the rogue robots do something that's out of character. So mm-hmm. that whole scene when, when you're touring... When he's, like, in the, in the yeah, asylum. Yeah, that's a, that's a constant drink. I would say... Anytime the robots act like people. Okay. Because there's the robot that sneezes. Okay. There's the robot that goes berserk. There's the gossip. There's the robots. The gossiping. Oh, the hairdresser. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So anytime the robots Um, are personified. Who's OCD. Yeah. Anytime the robots act like people. That's like the whole movie. Okay. So. Oh, and when they hold hands. Yeah. Anytime the robots act like people. Or, like, they have feelings. Anytime mm-hmm. you hear Wally or Eve or Eva, mm-hmm. and anytime a new song starts or is recognized. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Sweet. Like it, love it, gotta have it. Mm-hmm. Next time on Disney Versus. That's my job. Mm-hmm. We have Finding Nemo versus Tangled and The Fox and the Hound versus Toy Story. The first Toy Story. This is going to be... I don't know yet. I'm uninspired right now. Can Finding Nemo (laughs) just win? Oh, okay. It's Tangled, isn't it? Wait, what? It's it's Tangled that's making you uninspired. That's what it is. No, it's not, actually. (laughs) No. Just because Tori hates Tangled and didn't even want to give her a summary last time we did something with her, right. I'm Let's just be saying. Real. I'm excited about the top matchup. I'm not as excited about the bottom matchup. I am because I think Tori and I might fight over Fox and the Hound versus Toy Story. Mm. Will we? Yes. I think so. Let's see. Will Heather and Tori fight about Fox and the Hound versus Toy Story? Find out next, next time. time. <laughs> <laughs> You can follow Disney Versus on Facebook and Twitter. On Facebook uh, at facebook.com slash Disney On Twitter at Disney VS. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a five-star review and let us know how we're doing. And subscribe to us on Google Play Music and give us um, 17 out of 5 martinis. Yeah! <laughs> we're drinking today yes (laughs) get get drunk when you give us ratings word love it (laughs) only if you're of age which i'm pretty sure all of our listeners are so we do not endorse underage drinking yes we at disney versus do not endorse underage drinking nope if you must drink while you listen to our podcast please drink responsibly and then turn up (laughs) (laughs) just don't drive home don't you? Yes. This is why Uber exists. Yes. yes. Uber and Lyft. Or Lyft, I depending on where Lyft, you live. But it's being so glitchy. Sorry, that's a reference to a song not actually saying the Lyft is glitchy. 
They actually treat their oh, okay. they, they treat their employees way better than Uber does, apparently. So now I've knocked both of them. Moving on. <laughs> we are equal opportunity shit talkers. <laughs> yes. Thanks for listening. I hope you've enjoyed our tangential conversations throughout this episode. Yes. We have fun. Mm-hmm, Here's mm-hmm. to another year of Disney versus. Happy anniversary! Woo! Happy anniversary! Yay! Holding up empty bottles. Raise a glass and to podcasting. Raise a glass to podcasting. Something we will never do again. No matter what, what we tell they you. tell you. <laughs> Let's, Let's have, have another, another round, round tonight. tonight. <laughs> yes. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>